Hey, welcome to the very first <laughs> I couldn't read it properly. <laughs> this isn't going to go well. <laughs> Welcome to the very first episode of the Everyday Mini Adventures podcast from your soon-to-be best friends, Jade and Matt, from Here to Travel. Do you remember how it feels to be on holiday? Those feelings of excitement, of expectation, the feeling of relief that you won't be at work for ages. Carefree, relaxed, inquisitive, curious, adventurous. These are all the feelings that make you feel alive, that give you energy that helps you appreciate what means the most to you. These are the feelings we associate with being on holiday. Why is that though? Why do we wait for summer to roll around each year before we activate our more adventurous sides? Why can't we bring all of the excitement that travel brings to our everyday lives? That's where we come in. This podcast's sole aim is to inspire you to inject a sense of curiosity, wonder and adventure into your everyday life. In each episode, we'll be talking about ways that you can feel those holiday vibes all year round, no matter where you are. Now, this might come in the form of a big adventure, like skydiving, for example, or it might be in the form of a small change that you can make to your everyday routine, like ensuring you stop off at a local street food event on the way home from work, for example. So, whether you're already an experienced adventurer, or the entire concept of everyday mini-adventures is new to you, we've got you covered. In each episode, Jade and I will delve into the Everyday Mini Adventures database. Yes, that is a real thing. Yep, and pull out some ideas that are relevant to our theme, which this week is the workday and how to get the most out of it. But before we kick off with this topic, we thought we'd introduce ourselves a bit more to you and give some context about how we came to start the Everyday Mini Adventures podcast. So, you came up with this idea, didn't you? Suddenly. Did I? I can't remember when. I feel like it's been part of our existence since we've been together. So mm. we've been together five years, married for one of those. And I think as, as as part of that, we've often referred, particularly in the early days, to our dates as our um, mini dating adventures. And I think we've actively tried to, you know, consciously tried to bring adventure into our everyday lives in terms of the working week, the weekend, and also maximising our annual leave. Yeah, and that's a very new thing for me. Before I met you, um, I didn't really go on everyday mini adventures. You know, I used to go on big trips, you know, for a week or two, and then come back and go to work for a long time, and then know think about where I wanted to go next and uh, the idea the very idea that actually you don't have to wait for trips and to go away on holiday uh, that very idea just wasn't part of my existence you know Um, and you know seeking things actively seeking events and activities to do uh, between holidays Uh, you helped me um, foster that and thanks thanks for that 
thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it's because I think you've said before I have like quite a childlike wonder whether that comes to um, trips or even uh, when I'm in shops picking everything up going, oh my God, look at this. Oh, I love oh. that. I <laughs> yeah. love going shopping with you. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think part of that spirit has probably helped along the way. Um, but it has at times something been something that we've, as I said, actively had to foster and consciously keep alive because you can get exhausted and feel the drudge of you know the working week and kind of when it comes to the weekends or the evenings feel like I, I don't want to do anything. I just want to recuperate, which I think I've always tried to battle against because it feels like then I guess by doing that you're allowing work to encroach even further on the rest of your time and dictate the rest of your time outside of work Mm. um so I've always actively I guess tried to keep playfulness and adventure at the forefront yeah and I think we're quite successful yeah I'd say so but we're not perfect and I think that's part of the motivation for this is you know to give something to you as listeners so hopefully a new community of everyday mini adventurers but also um really receptive to your ideas um and things that you might do that you can kind of inspire us and we can try out as well to kind of really add to our repertoire of things to do and ultimately to our database yeah which is real (laughs) i can't emphasize that enough it is a real thing that we've made um, so, as I mentioned, um, the idea of everyday mini adventuring uh, was a new concept to me five years ago before I met you. And so, in that time, it's taken me a little while to get into the mindset of being an everyday mini adventurer. So, perhaps we should talk about how, um, if this is a new thing to our listeners, um, how they can adjust their mindset and, uh, I don't know, one day eventually become just like us. Ooh, okay. I feel like I need some specialist music to go into the Dr. Jade mode. And um, just give you some context. I do work as a clinical psychologist. Um, so I am very good at blagging my way into talking about psychological theory and mindfulness. It's very convincing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think it's useful things to think about because I think a lot of this with everyday mini adventures um, is about giving yourself permission permission to be playful playfulness isn't just for children it's for adults as well and playfulness keeps you youthful keeps you alive so i think playfulness is really important um present being present being mindful being grounded in the here and now so rather than sitting at home or at work on your breaks planning the next adventure you know which is great it's great to plan but instead of kind of wishing yourself somewhere else it's about how can I make the most of what I have in the here and now Mm. how can I appreciate what's around me that's tricky yeah how can I appreciate the beauty of the here and now and you know that might be really hard depending on your circumstances or what's happening but it's how can you you know have gratitude for what you do have and that can be for us you know what we do have in England what's on our doorstep what kind of little adventures and organisations or events are, you know, just round the corner rather than always looking further afield for those answers. Mm. Which, you know, it's also, I guess, being practical in terms of your time, your other commitments and responsibility and money. 
you know if you haven't got those things just planning for the next venture you know can be a big task whereas if it's something that's on your door that's free that's easy to get to that you can do spontaneously exactly yeah because we haven't all got the money and the time and the freedom to go off traveling around the world and have all those amazing experiences Mm. but that doesn't mean you can't do them right here in you know in your locality in your region wherever it is and not necessarily just at the weekends no. i think a lot of people you know monday to friday that's a write-off for a lot of people mm. you know that's the working week i won't even consider planning yeah and um, that's why we're starting this podcast with a, the, the almost the hardest of all of the things which is <laughs> the work week um like how do you inject a venture into the work week so we've got two ideas to think about um but just to say we have started it with this really hard one to kind of i guess get your attention and to kind of the work week takes up most of your time like if you think of all this you spend so much time at work or commuting traveling to work Mm. so if we can make a difference there we're making a difference potentially to your everyday lives like Mm. that's what you've got to tell yourself like you know, just small changes can make a real difference to your life. Yeah. So, shall mm-hmm. we, therefore, go to our first idea? Ooh, best Let's idea. access the database. <laughs> <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> so, the first idea I've got is lunchtime adventures. So, what I mean by that is really utilising your lunch break whether it's, you know, an hour, which is the luxury Matt has, or half an hour, and going outside doing things. So, we have two very different jobs. Mm. You're, you're a shrink. And <laughs> I... No, shrink's a psychiatrist. I'm a psychologist. Sorry, yeah. yes. There is a Getting all derogatory. <laughs> definition uh, between those two terms. Uh, yes, you're a clinical psychologist, yeah. and I'm a, uh, I work in an academic library. Um, and uh, so... Uh, we both and and you work kind of in the middle of the country yeah Yeah, so it's I kind of live on the outs live sorry I work on the outskirts of a town um, but it's quite rural um, and I travel around to different bases in Hertfordshire to visit clients in the community Um, so I mean that's very different to your setup because you're in central London yeah um, and I guess I've got access to much, uh, a, gr- a much greater number of things to go and see and do um, compared with you. Hmm. Um, but let's start with you. Yeah. Um, so, how would somebody working kind of in the middle of nowhere, yeah. in the middle of the countryside, on the outskirts mm-hmm. of a town, how might they be able to um, inject a bit of adventure into their lunch breaks? So I guess really small things. So an example that comes to mind for me is where I work. It's quite a large car park. Um, And I've been there for six months or so now. And from um, the canteen, it overlooks the canal and a bridge. God, it took me six months to get down there and not utilise it during my lunch breaks. But actually, really small things. So instead of walking through the car park to get to the building... I literally go through a tiny path and it takes me along the canal, which is parallel to it. It means it adds a couple of extra minutes onto my walk. 
but it's like a world away so i've got the canal so you've got the water you've got the trees just the sound is very different i saw a heron just there lovely barges you know people um putting on their kind of fires with the woods or the smells so it was just like really grounding and put me in a different mindset for the day and uh, so that's like a, a small scale it's a tiny thing it's a tiny thing but made impact. a big difference particularly to my mood um but i'm just like what i try to do now because i'm community based is i manage my diary in a way that sometimes i kind of schedule myself to have lunch in particular cafes and stuff that i enjoy along the way so really enjoying the food rather than like a packed lunch or canteen based food and i'm thinking in the past with other jobs that i've had so when i worked in aylesbury i had longer lunch breaks i remember getting a packed lunch and taking it to um, a garden of a museum, a beautiful oh, garden. Yes. You yeah, sent me photos, and it was didn't the, you? like a rolled doll museum or something like that. And just sitting there in the garden, mm. eating my pat lunch. Another time, um, there was a church, and in the church they had like um, a cafe. So I'd literally be having my lunch next to um, a tombstone in the oh. in the um, graveyard, and occasionally they'd have like. Um, lunchtime concerts so organ recitals or things like or singing so just tiny things so back then when you did that did you have an hour or did you have half an hour i had an hour then but a longer working day to kind of make up for it but i could easily have got out and had lunch in a garden with half an hour so i guess probably best to have your lunch ready Mm. if you were were to if you were to kind of take yourself off like that yeah like another one that i um so I had meetings often between two different ends of the county and I, on the road that I drove between, I'd always go past the sign for the National Trust property. And one day I was just like, actually, I'm going to go there on my lunch break. And I did, I popped in because we're National Trust members, it's free. Hmm. So I don't feel bad about, oh, I'm only going to be there for half an hour, an hour. So I had my lunch in the or- in the or- or- orchid orchard orchard yeah um (laughs) did a quick look around the historic house saw people playing bowls went around the gardens had a really nice time just within the lunch break and how did that make you feel just i guess just better more mindful more present um which you know in the work that i do (laughs) it's really important that i'm kind of grounded and i'm looking after myself Mm. so self-care is really important and i think that's a big thing with this is we've kind of given yourself permission for these kind of lunchtime adventures it's about it's a form of self-care and actually you know even if you don't value your own self-care that much if you, you say you value being efficient at work you know research shows that you're actually more efficient if you have breaks and look after yourself like you can actually accomplish more because you'll be more then be more focused because it helps you to be mindful and present and it's a break away from screens and stuff like that you remind me of um policy in sweden where they uh reduced the working day by an hour and they generally saw productivity increase that's because the same, people yeah. were given more time for themselves yeah and that's the same with um countries that have introduced the four-day working week yeah um there's actually greater efficiency like mm. people will get the job done better um 
but yeah I think this one is a real mindset like of giving yourself permission to do it and I think if the other issue is that you're not allowed to have lunch breaks and that that's a legal issue yeah and not to go all workers rights but you know you really really should do something about that this whole thing's about workers rights (laughs) yeah yeah okay so effectively don't sit at your desk and eat your lunch no this is your time you're You're not not getting paid paid yeah to be there so don't be there yeah walk out of your office building and go and find something to do even if it's just going somewhere to eat your lunch somewhere different so when you've pushed yourself to do it matt where have you gone what have you done um well yes central london got plenty of uh, options um the one that springs to my mind is discovering the fitzrovia chapel Uh, so this is a small chapel that was a part of a hospital Uh, the hospital was demolished in uh, 2008 but as the chapel was grade two listed um it stayed upright um now i would have never discovered this chapel had i not walked out of my office building one lunchtime and um you know just started walking you know i didn't go out to seek this particular building Mm. um but i just started walking in a random direction and i came across this beautiful chapel um it's no longer a religious building um they use it for events and i think you can um hire it for like i think you can still get married there um or civil partnerships i I don't know Um, there is we'll put a link um within the show notes yeah because you've written an article on the fitzrovia chapel yeah yeah, absolutely and you should see the photos of this place it's been restored so well you know there's just beautiful blue tiles and loads of gold leaf on the ceiling it's just a stunning building and I'm so pleased. And it's only open one day a week to the public. So it just so happened and that I was out. And it's a weekday as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a Wednesday. So it has, you kind of have to do it on your lunch break, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's bizarrely, it's surrounded by this really modern um, apartment and uh, restaurant complex. Like really super modern buildings surrounding this on a beautiful chapel on all four sides. Um, so you have to kind of walk into this complex to discover it. And uh, I'm so pleased that, uh, you know, I was able to find it and uh, enjoy its beauty. Um, Mm. And that's just one example of, you know, what you could discover if you just walk out of your building, um, you know, during your lunch and uh, just start walking. Yeah, because you've often shown me photos and talk about it sometimes when you've had a nice little ramble. You tend to go through parks yeah. or look at architecture yeah yeah head uh, i tend to head to hyde park um which is about a 10 minute walk from my building um it's one of those parks that is um kind of got got like lots of different areas to it so london zoo is situated there and uh, there's rose gardens and there's sporting areas and there's big huge uh, green lawns uh, and beautiful trees and yeah there's, there's it's one of those parks that you know has a lot to offer uh, and it's huge as well so you know you can kind of discover different areas every time you go there uh, so even if your lunch break is only half an hour and you know the direction you're going in has lots to offer don't forget you're at lunch every day of the week so it doesn't matter if you don't see everything all at once you can just keep going back it's the gift that keeps on giving mm-hmm. yeah Excellent. 
Um, so maybe you've got some ideas about lunchtime rambles, um, adventures to do at lunchtime to maybe inspire us or other listeners. So one thing we will be doing is um, putting people's contributions on the podcast. So we'll be reading them out. Yeah, and we'll give all the information on how to submit all that uh, content and ideas at the end of the show. Yeah. No clicking, please. (laughs) Right. Jade Meister General. Yep. Present. Fancy a copper? Yes, please. Let's have a break then. And we'll be right back with more great everyday mini adventure ideas, plus your ideas on how to make the workday less awful. Before we get back to the episode, let me tell you about Jack's Flight Club, a service Jade and I genuinely use to save money on flights. Jack's Flight Club is an email subscription service. Once you've signed up, you will start receiving unbeatable flight deals directly to your inbox. The best part is it's completely free to get started. Jack and his team spend all day every day scouring the internet for discounts, hidden offers and error fares on flights from airports in the UK, Ireland, Germany, the Netherlands, Belgium, Denmark, Norway and Sweden to destinations all over the world. When they find a great deal, they send it out to over a million subscribers. Most recently, we've been notified about flights from the UK to Bangkok and Singapore for three to £400 return. Normally a return is twice as much. Also, flights from London to Venice, normally £120, but Jack managed to find return flights for 40 quid. If you want to start receiving unbeatable deals like these, sign up to Jack's Flight Club now for free at heretotravel.com slash jack. Once you've popped in your email address, you'll receive one or two flight deals a week. You can stay on the free tier for as long as you like, and there's no pressure to upgrade. We stayed on the free tier for months and felt no pressure at all to pay up. If, however, you do want to get four times as many deals sent to you each week, Jack's Flight Club Premium is just £35 or €39 a year. Not a month, a year. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee and you can cancel any time you like. You can also pay quarterly or every six months if you prefer. Most subscribers make their money back booking a single ticket. Additionally, for every upgrade, Jack's Flight Club plants 10 trees through trees for the future. If you choose to upgrade within 30 days of signing up, Jade and I will get a small commission at no extra cost to you. So not only will you be getting great value flight deals sent directly to you, but you'll also be supporting the podcast. Make sure you sign up via our special link so that Jack knows we sent you. That address again is heretotravel.com slash jack. heretotravel.com slash j-a-c-k. Now, let's get back to the episode. Idea two, which is commuting adventures. Matt, can you explain? Yes. So um, the commute is very routine, very boring for most people. You know, most people go on the same train, on the same bus, on the same walking route, on the same drive every day to get to work. It's not something that people think creatively about. You know, 
Uh, as I said earlier in the podcast, you know, a lot of people think of Monday to Friday as a complete write-off in terms of thinking creatively about how you spend that time. Let's focus in a little bit further on that commute and ways in which we can make that more exciting. Right. So have you got any personal examples to share? Yes. So my commute consists of a 30-minute walk, a 25-ish minute train ride, and then a 30-minute extra bit in central London from King's Cross. Um, Now, that extra bit is the important part of this because it's the one thing that I can change and inject some uh, adventure in because I can go one of four different routes. Ooh. Yeah. So route one, yeah. I can walk. And actually I say route one, but actually that walk can, I can go down different roads. I can, you know, um, choose my route. So rather than saying route one, I should probably should have said method one. Mm-hmm. Um, one way in particular takes me through this really cute little park and because I'm walking for 25 to 30 minutes, I treat myself because there's a little tiny kiosk uh, in that park, uh, which serves like vegan hot drinks out of biodegradable cups. So I feel good about myself, you know, so I will get myself a lovely hot chocolate <laughs> or a lovely coffee or something. And uh, that's my little reward for walking. Uh, Another method, take the bus. And I can take one of three buses. Uh, The first two go along the same route. Very boring. Uh, The third route takes me down uh, lots of really interesting streets. Um, Tottenham Court Road is one of those streets, uh, which is kind of like a shopping paradise. Um, Loads of really interesting shops. Depends on your perspective. It kind of depends on your perspective. But then off of Tottenham Court Road, it goes down Oxford Street. So there's loads of people. There's lots to see. It's a double decker. So I get to sit up on the top deck, sometimes at the front. Oh, yeah. So I can pretend I'm driving the bus. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So that's method two. Yeah. Multiple bus routes. And then method three is um, taking the tube. Kind of boring again you're underground but it's more expensive as well but it's just another way to inject a bit of Mm. interest into your day and then my fourth method is by bike um there are now one two three four different bike hire schemes in london now wow yeah so there's the ones that are provided by um the local authority um, they're called Boris bikes, but are oh, they officially called that? No, they're not. But right, most people know them. Yeah. At. So they're all they're, they're at docking stations, and uh, you have to go to a machine and pay mm-hmm. and everything. And now there's like at, I'd say probably at least three companies now where the bikes are just kind of <laughs> lying around on the street. Um, so Uber provide it, um, and I can't think of any others right now. But mm. yeah, so you use your phone to unlock the bike. And uh, that's quite quite inexpensive. And London cycling infrastructure is definitely improving, so you feel a bit safer now nowadays. Also, I noticed e-bikes. Okay. Yeah, so there's now e-bikes, like, lying around on the street. And that, that for the listener, that's electric bikes? Electric bikes, yeah. yeah. So they've got a battery pack on them. Uh, I really need to give this a try. Right. Um, or maybe... Yeah, yeah, I'll give it a go. 
Um, and uh, yeah, you can just hire them on the spot now. Nice. So four different methods just to make my commute a bit more interesting. And you've tried all four? Have you done the bike one yet? Done the bike one. Oh, you have? Yeah, I've done, I've borrowed the Boris bike before. Yeah. But um, yeah, a couple of near misses kind of um, put you off. Put me off a bit. Maybe that's one more for the kind of lunchtime adventure. Maybe when there's kind less of through, through parks and stuff like that, mm. rather than a morning commute. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But you know, different cities. You know, if you're in London, it's a bit mad. But um, when it comes to cycling, there's not the infrastructure is not great, and uh, people's consideration for cyclists isn't particularly great. Mostly because um, a lot of cyclists go through red lights and that. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe your city's a bit better when it comes to that kind of thing. So yeah, just kind of think creatively about how you're going to get to work. You know, don't don't just write it off as you know what this is just me getting from home to work. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna bother thinking creatively about how I can make this more adventurous. Just take a few minutes and think, and maybe go on Google Maps and uh, see whether there's any way that you can, you know. Make it more interesting. Yeah, and I guess, you know, you've talked about kind of quite straightforward tweaks. You know, you could take it even further. You know, if you want to get up like an hour or two earlier, you might, you know, be really creative, you know, kind of Mm. take ferries or cable car rides. You know, like I'm thinking in London with the the Emirates. I mean, I do love that thing, but... Yeah. And they did try. They Mm. did try to market it as a way of commuting. Mm. And, uh, it's just no, a vanity project. But, but I guess you can do it as a kind of a bit of a, you know, at your leisure. Yeah. So it's less of a practical thing, I guess. It's not something you would tweak into your every day, but it might be as a one-off. You get up an hour or two early, you go on a proper trek or ramble or do something quite wacky. Mm. I don't know, maybe you skateboard to work that day or <gasps> get some roller boots. Yes. Old school. Yeah. Yeah. With the yeah. glittery wheels. Sure, if if that's what you want to that's do. That's what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, commuting for me is a bit different. So, I I did do I had a job in London similar to Matt. So, um, I had I guess little variation, which was at the the last leg after getting the train was that I could kind of tube walk maybe bus. Um, so I did try and mix up a little bit in terms of maybe walking down different roads. Mm. Um, I guess that. That was a bit stale. I didn't have as much options there as as you do. Mm. Um, but in terms of my job now with the driving, so there's a very straightforward route for me to get to work. It's very boring. It's kind of going through Luton. Um, so A roads and motorway. And often you feel, even if it's the kind of quickest route, you feel kind of stressed, you're just traffic, there's nothing to really see. And often you go on autopilot. So do you know what I mean by autopilot? Yeah. You kind of like, sometimes you arrive somewhere and you're like, oh, I don't remember the journey here. How did I get here? Oh, that's not good. No, it's not good. So it's that you're not being mindful, you're not present. So when I can, and I particularly do it more so on the way back home, where um, I guess time efficiency isn't, you know, as kind of um, stressful as it is in the morning where you might have to get there for a particular time, I change up the routes. So, and Waze, you know, the the app Waze is really good for this because it shows you multiple routes. So rather than going down motorways and stuff, I go through lots of country lanes. Mm-hmm. So um, 
just driving some of those can be an adventure in and of itself in the sense that sometimes you're like oh my god am I going to flip the car here (laughs) (laughs) Um, it feels like you're off-roading at times like going down single track roads like is this actually a proper road I'm, I'm going through the middle of woods here um or you know it's just like a a dirt mound and um you get cars coming the other way there's no passing places and you're trying to reverse up a bank um so that can be a bit adventurous that's great yeah (laughs) well you know fire in your belly um but i've i've seen some amazing things so like some routes have took me across like such scenic views where i've you know just fields and fields and endless sky and the amount of pheasants that I've nearly run over, <laughs> just the wildlife in some of these areas, because they're just routes that no one really goes down. Um, so pheasants running out, squirrels, rabbits, rabbits ducks have gone, you know, going past children. duck ponds. Um, not really, you don't tend to get children down those country lanes, thankfully. Um, and just like, um, you know, like tree canopies, you know, those arches where you're feeling like you're going through like a a dark ancient forest or you might see bluebells on the sides Mm. um yeah it can be really amazing um one of the really fun ones is kind of so we live like next quite near to an airport so some of the country lanes like i've not done it on purpose i've just thrown um driven through the kind of flight path where by the end of the runway yeah right by the runway and quite a few times now so there's often people there i don't know what you call those people like geeks geeks (laughs) playing geeks (laughs) playing geeks um they've all got their cars parked around watching and i've just driven through and it it's felt like this has happened twice now that the plane is gonna land on top of the car i'm like whoa you're just kind of driving around and you're just like whoa it's like coming at me (laughs) so that's quite exhilarating um so things like that have been quite exciting or i've driven down these really cute villages with you know like thatched cottages um those lovely village signs i love those you know the wooden ones and like the middle of the you know Mm. the kind of the town ones and then i've like Yeah. yeah so and found out about events and stuff like that that I've been on, like, you know, little oh, village right. events that are going to be on. Well, like posters and, and that, you've seen banners. Yeah, like posters and banners and, you know, bunting and the kind of saying, oh, we've got a village fete on next week and stuff like that. And also, you know, maybe in a geeky sense, it helps for me to piece together where all of these places are in relation to one another. My My spatial awareness isn't great in my sense of geography i mean you've seen me try and read a map before um but just kind of connecting all these places up when you go on the different routes like oh that village is near that one or oh you go through there i'm going to come out of there yeah so lots of options (laughs) lots of ideas lots of excitement yeah just from driving so yeah a really long way of saying take different routes to work in your yep. car yeah that's what we're that's what we're doing on this podcast <laughs> yeah a very simple concept but making it really long <laughs> <laughs> wrong and drawn out yeah by the way um i can say playing geeks um because you are one because i am one yeah. yeah it's very cool we actually live near two airports stansted and luton and the planes from both airports are often flying right overhead and i use that app to find out yeah, I mean, this will probably end up featuring yeah. on a future It's in the episode. database. <laughs> yeah, splot, uh, splotting, spotting pet planes. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for you to say. Yeah, 
<laughs> Splot planes. Yeah, All it's right. a whole new game. Let's round it up. So two great ideas there, I think, on how to make your workday more interesting. We're really keen to hear whether you have any more ideas and uh, we'll give you all the information on how you can submit your ideas uh, next. It's listener feedback time! So at the end of every episode, we're going to read your ideas, suggestions and stories submitted through our social media channels and sent to us by email. Now, since this is the first episode, we have no listener feedback at all. But what I've done is uh, chatted to a few of my friends and colleagues about what they do to make their workdays more interesting. And we'll be looking at what they had to say in just a sec. Before we do that, though, let me tell you how you can become an official everyday mini adventurer. All you need to do is follow us on social media and get in touch. Uh, so you can find us on Twitter at Everyday Mini Adv. So Everyday Mini ADV. Uh, and you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Everyday Mini Adventures. Uh, on Facebook, we've also started an Everyday Mini Adventures group where you can talk to one another uh, and share how your mini adventures went. Uh, we hope that it will become an inspiring community. If you want to get in touch more privately um, or you have more than a tweet's worth uh, to say, uh, you can email us directly on podcast at heretotravel.com. And if all of this was far too much information to take in all at once, uh, just head to heretotravel.com slash podcast where you'll find all the links and information. So... Let's see what people have said when I asked them whether they had any creative ways on making the work day more interesting. So, Matt, Zoe said, I think every workplace should have a resident pet, not just fun, but lower stress levels interacting with a dog. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. I mean, where I worked previously, families often brought in um, dogs and they just made a real difference to the workplace vibe. Like, everyone got so excited and kind of like doting on them almost like it's a baby um and it's just really good in terms of stroking on a chemical level um it re- releases endorphins and <laughs> oxytocin there it goes so it's really yeah. good for stress so but i don't know how you would get a resident work dog yeah it's tricky it's a tricky one to implement um it's increasing though yeah. you know I, I see increasingly on social media um I, increasingly actually these resident pets have their own social media accounts so I think the National Trust, uh, one of the National Trust sites near us has, um, and we're not sponsored by National Trust, by the way, even though we keep mentioning it. Um, yeah, they have a resident, like, like what do they call it? Staff? I can't remember what they call it now. Oh. But uh, yeah, it has its own like Twitter account. Yeah. It's quite funny. So similarly, Holly said, um, bring your dog to work. My dog is a huge emotional support for me and just having her next meal day really helped with stress. I could focus more on the task at hand and it also meant that I actually had to take my breaks and leave my desk and get air as I needed to let the dog have a bathroom break. Mm. It's a great reason to be mindful and take your breaks, isn't it? Because someone else needs it. I mean, often we neglect ourselves, but when it comes to a dog or a child, we'll do it for them. Absolutely. And the boss, you know, perfectly happy in some cases that the workers neglect their, you know, their self-care. 
But if you say, oh, yeah, my dog needs to go out, mm. though, almost certain to say, yeah, please, you know, that dog needs to go out. Mm-hmm. Much more caring for the dog than for humans. And I guess, just on a practical note, I guess they don't want it pooing on the carpet. <laughs> yeah, no one wants that. <laughs> no. Um, Ian said, oh, yeah, good old Ian, random cyberbullying, but you need to commit. It helps to do it in groups to promote office teamwork. <laughs> So I guess as a psychologist, I cannot endorse this as a method to improve your work day yeah. when it's at the cost of others. Yeah, thank you, Ian, for that helpful suggestion. Yes. As always. I think it was targeted at you, wasn't it? His way of kind of um, <laughs> managing maybe his workday stresses to bully you online. <laughs> <laughs> so sense of humour, always good for a workday. Yep. Um, Howard has said, personalise your desk space. I have a guitar next to me at the office, so if stress levels get too high, I can go and play a song or two. That's a lovely suggestion. Yeah. 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 Good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what's running through my mind is um, it's a good motivation for other people in the office to keep you happy, particularly if you're not very good at playing or singing. Well, they could use it to motivate themselves to leave the office when you start playing if you're not very good. I'm sure that Howard is very good, though, because yeah. uh, he... Because you know him personally. I know, I knew, yeah, he used to play violin uh, yeah. with me and uh, he was very talented. I, then, so. I wonder if he kind of sings, I'm very stressed and it's all your fault. <laughs> Sorry, I'm prone to doing those things. <laughs> Let's hope this doesn't no, I liked make the it. cut. <laughs> no, I liked it. Oh, it's definitely making the cut. Moving on. Me. Um, James said, an office punch bag room. Oh. Yeah, so exercise in the workplace. Yep. Always good. Yes, form of stress relief. I'm picking up that a lot of people are feeling very stressed and angry at work. Yeah, which kind of leads you on to the next comment. Oh, yeah. Rob said, resign, then punch your boss in the face. Um, hmm. we, we can't on um, this podcast be seen to promoting violence as a solution. Um it's good to talk about your feelings and find other ways to manage your anger and stress rather than resorting to violence. So please don't do that. We in no way endorse this on this podcast. <laughs> I hope you don't work with all these people. No, nope, it... <laughs> don't work with any of them. That, that's good because, um, yes. I've only worked Some with of one. these people need help. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, though, for all of your feedback. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. And if you, if you think uh, you can provide better ideas and suggestions... I mean, it please... won't be hard, will it? <laughs> then please do uh, go to heretotravel.com slash podcast where you can find all of our contact information and social media links. Okay, so that's our first episode. We hope you found this useful and that you've been inspired to embark on your own everyday mini adventures. If you want more, please subscribe to us using your favourite podcast app. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all the other major platforms. We'd love it if also you could leave us a review. This will help other potential everyday mini adventurers to find us. Don't forget to also get in touch with your ideas, suggestions and mini adventure stories. Email us on podcast at heretotravel.com And you can follow us for more inspiring ideas by searching for Everyday Mini Adventures on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You'll find all the links and more information on our website at heretotravel.com slash podcast. 
our next episode will be published soon. Until then, thank you for listening and goodbye for now. Bye. Bye.